You're listening to The Riff, a podcast where Matt Black sits down between sessions to chat about industry happenings and creative musings. On this episode, Matt Black founder and creative director Chelsea Matthews talks about taste levels, making sense of what taste is and how to define your own. I'm Chelsea Matthews. I am the founder and creative director of Matt Black. And I'm going to riff today about something that I feel like I'm constantly chewing on, which is not gum, but taste. Um, Maybe the two go hand in hand. But, um, you know, as a company, we have um, really evolved over time. Taste has always been a a core piece of what we do and the perspective and lens that we give to the brands that we work with and the clients that we work with. But as we've evolved, um, I think it's definitely become something that's it's so interesting to see how your taste is um, interpreted by different people or by different companies. Um, it's also interesting to watch how as your portfolio and your breadth of work grows, how people come to you for a specific taste level that you bring to the table, um, and then having those moments of self-reflection where you're kind of like, how did our taste land where it is today and what defines it and and what changes it and moves it and and all of that. But ultimately, um, you know, this is somewhat uh, inspired by The Gap by Ira Glass, which is a great, um, you know, kind of synopsis of of the sensibility if you're not familiar. and, And there's a great video on Vimeo if you search it. But um, I think I can kind of crack this down into two different pieces. Um, One, which is really kind of making sense of what taste is. And I feel like this is one of those, like, you need to crack open a bottle of wine and sit around a table with a bunch of creative people and really try to understand what that means. Um, But then at the same time, taste or even more so good taste is such uh, an opinionated thing. It's it's just something that can't be defined because it's so much in um, the sense of perception and the sense of vision and, and, and direction. Um, but I think that, you know, naturally, and this is, you know, quoted in, in – um, in the gap by Ira Glass is, is really, you know, naturally, I think creatives become creatives because they have good taste. Um, again, I don't really know how that's defined because their own interpretations of their taste is their own interpretations, but it certainly is what draws people to them and it draws people to wanting to work with them in various capacities. So, um, you know, kind of really dissecting what good taste is, is forever and always, I think, going to be something that's highly opinionated. Um, It's going to be truly in the eye of the beholder. Um, But ultimately, there are things that we can look at, at, you know, trends in especially, you know, in our space in marketing, in content, in creative, where you notice through lines. Um, There is as much trend in taste as there is in fashion. Um, in the sense of the kind of you know visuals you're seeing or the kind of fonts people are using, um, I think we've seen a, a major um, s- translation of you know font styles and color usage with brands like you know Urban Outfitters, for example, where you really see them kind of shift. Patagonia, I think, is another interesting brand who you know maybe about a year and a half ago started to 
do wheat pasting and release this really cool magazine. And it all had this kind of very trendy and cool forward-thinking font selection and image style that was very in line with kind of the trendy taste of creative at that time. And that's not a bad thing because that was inspiring. And it was cool to see a brand like that um, kind of reaching for for new heights. But um, not to fully tangent on that, I think it, it really, you know, from, from our s- seat, I would say, from the, the seat of a, you know, creative company that's working with brands and defining how they position themselves across marketing and digital um, and creative, I, I think that there is an under appreciation in times or potentially a, a lack of time that's assigned to um, defining your taste or defining the vision for your brand or your company before you start to engage and hire um, outside support or even internal support. Um, and that can seem like such an obvious thing to a lot of people because there are, you know, a, a very decent amount of people that come to, you know, at least to us who have a really clear idea about what they see. But there's also a lot of people who don't. And it takes some time for them to even unfold what it is that they like and they don't like, which can be actually quite painful um, for the creative side. Because without that sense of understanding and that vision and that direction from the forefront, it makes our jobs incredibly difficult to kind of guess what you're hoping to see. And ultimately, it then all comes down to a game of trust and almost trial and error. And ultimately, you know, when there are dollars being spent and time being allocated, you want to make sure that that is being used to its fullest potential and that you're setting anybody internally or externally up for their greatest success. So I wanted to kind of put some, you know, standard fluffy thought starters um, kind of out there as something to think about when you're defining your your taste as a company, as a creative, as a freelancer, whatever it might be. And the most cliche way to start it is to say, find your why. <laughs> Very like layman's marketing speak, but it is kind of the hero sentiment of the whole piece is really defining what your why is. And I think that that can be cracked into the following sections, um, which actually a, a very uh, close friend and creative mentor, um, her name is Puno. You can follow her at Puno Dos Trace. Yes, she's a genius. Um, she actually put these questions together at one point, and I found them to be a bit challenging personally, um, but then also very obvious. And it feels like kind of a a simple worksheet of sorts to answer these questions. But if you really think about them and you really give them time, it can unravel some pretty specific direction in terms of your creative and your brand positioning. So those are, um, first is, why is your mission statement different? And if you don't have a mission statement, you should consider getting one because <laughs> it's always nice to have something to ladder up to no matter what you're doing in business. Um, and it doesn't need to be different in the sense of quirky or something that no one's ever seen before or disruptive. Um, but what makes it potentially special or set you apart from others alongside you? The second one is, what do I know about this brand or business that I take for granted? I think that is a really, really interesting one to toil over. And I know personally for me is one that I find most challenging. But if you can really sit with what it is that you're taking for granted, 
on a day-to-day basis with your company, with your brand, with what you do uh, for a living or, or your specialty, you might uncover some really special things. Um, I know that there's an exercise that we have done before for clients where, you know, you you gather some post-it notepads and you jot on a wall, let's say like anywhere from four to six different competitive businesses in your space. And it doesn't have to be the exact same thing that you do. It could be people that you look up to or, or other, you know, brands or agencies that you feel are symbiotic to you. And you start to just write on each post-it note, you write an adjective or something that describes and defines what it is that they do. Um, and you do that for all the brands and you put all those words up on the board. And then you slowly take down the ones that pair up with sentiments that you've said for your own company. Because there's duplicates there, then you're finding things that are similar between the brands. And then hopefully what you're left with, even if it's only one post-it note, is something that makes you unique and, and might very well be something that makes um, that is what you were taking for granted. So that's a good way to kind of play around with it. The next question is, what do we or I find interesting and why? Who do we find interesting and why? That's just, again, that has to do with taste. I could even speak to that for so many people, even, you know, in in our own office environment, when you get to understand, you know, what kind of music they listen to or what kind of art they're looking at or what kind of photos they share on Instagram. There is a defined taste there that, you know, as an overall company makes us very symbiotic and ties together. But you can really make some um, really solid kind of assumptions about what people are looking for and, and their taste level through those kinds of things. The next question is, or the next point is, what is it about your business that sticks out? So that kind of ties back into what is it that you might take for granted, but something that sticks out might be the thing that most people are telling you all the time. You guys are so special because you do X, or it's so different because you do this. So that's something that you're well aware of, whereas something that you might be taking for granted might be something that you you don't think about all the time. Um, Next question, what makes your brand relatable? What do you do? Where do you go? Why would someone want to hang out with you? Those are some core personality attributes that you could apply to your overall being and your essence um, that could definitely be cracked down to taste. And the last two are, um, what does your community want? Your community could be your customer. It could be your audience. Um, it could be a multitude of different things depending on what it is that you do uh, for a living. But what do they want? What is your assumption? Is it that they want to you know, travel? Is it that they want to attend a bunch of music festivals? Is it that they want to lose weight? Whatever it is, make that list. And then the very last thing is what do you screenshot and why do you screenshot it? I'm constantly analyzing the things that I screenshot because I screenshot things all the time. And thank you, Instagram, for creating collections because I think it's really (laughs) helped me pull things together in a much more formulaic way, which is why I love Pinterest so much. But really think about the things that are eye-catching to you or what makes your thumb stop when you're looking at an image and and save those things and think about it and, and pull them together as a resource for any creative team or any direction for, you know, your brand or future brand or whatever um, in time, because it, it will be very helpful in terms of defining what your eye is looking to see. And so that's it. I mean, there's so many other ways to define your taste, but I think that's a really great place to start. And by answering those questions or thinking through those different pieces, you should be able to put together a really great synopsis or document about 
what you're looking for, that's going to set everyone up for clarity in your vision. They're going to know everything from color type or, or photographic style or what kind of models you want to use or what's inspiring you. Are you constantly sharing or saving things that have to do with travel and discovery and experience? Or is it things that have to do with, you know, still life photography? Who knows? Is it all video? Are you big on narrative? Like there's so many different things um, that is, uh, is, is going to pay off in the long run in so many ways. So that's that. That's my little riff, my little mental download on taste. And I think that this is actually something that we might talk about over a few other podcasts. I want to really bring in some creatives across different disciplines to kind of have this conversation with me because I think it is such an interesting thing. Um, It's something that I find to be um, really insightful into people, but also um, really telling of what you end up seeing a brand doing when they actually put themselves into market or if they do a rebrand, um, it really helps kind of, you know, paint that picture. So that's that. Thank you so much for listening to today's riff of sessions. Um, make sure to follow us at Shapeshift Report across all socials and check out our latest issue of the Shapeshift Report at www.shapeshiftreport.co. Talk to you soon.